G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When you have known the Lord for a while, it's very easy to become more vulnerable than a young Christian. The moment you say, man, I'm doing so well spiritually, I don't think I would ever fall. You just made yourself super vulnerable because the Bible says pride goes before a fall. Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the importance of staying humble and dependent on God over the long haul. So it's not just about starting well, it's about finishing well. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. The world values self-sufficiency. Proud, the independent, the self-starter. Their theme song might be, I did it my way. But God values those who are humble, teachable, and confess their utter reliance on the Lord. Their theme song might be the old hymn, I need thee every hour. Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie continues his World Changes series with good encouragement from the life of Noah on being the kind of man or woman God can use. God says to Noah to build an ark. And Genesis 6.14 says, God speaking, build a large boat from gopher wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, 45 feet high. Leave an 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. <laughs> Now this would require a supreme act of faith because there was no body of water nearby. In fact, to the point, it had never rained on the face of the earth. The earth at this point in the book of Genesis was sort of like a big giant greenhouse. There was sort of this water canopy over the earth creating this greenhouse effect. But God said a flood's coming. And so he told Noah to do something that had never been done before, to build this ark. Now, granted, the ark was no titanic in beauty, but it was certainly more seaworthy. It was a gigantic, sealed, floating box that was very stable in the water and virtually impossible to capsize. So here's old Noah floating around in his giant box. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Altogether, he's floating in the ocean for about a year. And the sea can be a very lonely place. He's in a giant wooden box filled with animals. I mean, seriously, that must have stunk so bad. But the voyage is now coming to a close. Uh, and so he's waiting. And the Bible tells us that God's Spirit blew across the land. The clouds began to dissipate. The sun appears. And eventually the grass and the plants and the trees begin to come back to life. And listen to this. Noah remembered God. Genesis 8.20 says, Noah built an altar to the Lord. 
You know, we have a tendency to often forget God. I mean, listen, I don't know about you, but if I was in a wooden boat with a bunch of stinking animals for a year and I finally hit land, first thing I'd do is I'd just go kiss the ground and run around and jump. I want to get some exercise. First thing Noah does, I love this, and this says a lot about him. The first thing he does, according to Genesis 8.20, is he built an altar to the Lord. Lord, thank you. Now this is where the story should end. I should say, so let's follow the example of Noah. Let's pray. But that's not where the story ends. And this is why I love the Bible. Because the Bible is an honest book. So if someone does well, the Bible tells us they did well. If someone messes up, the Bible tells us they mess up. Guess what? Noah messed up. Did you know that? Here's a guy who walked with God for 600 years. And I might add this, nothing was ever said critically about Noah. Not one single thing. In fact, quite the opposite. We just read, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man who walked with God. By faith, Noah did this. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Amazing. But even godly people can mess up. You can mess up. I can mess up. Any of us can. So what happened? Let's read about it. Genesis 9, verse 20. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. And one day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside the tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked, went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done, and he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed, and may he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant, and may God expand their territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the flood. He lived 950 years and then he died. <laughs> there are some very important lessons to learn at the end of this message. Number one, the first thing Noah's fall teaches us is anyone can fall into sin. The moment you say, man, I'm doing so well spiritually, I don't think I would ever fall, you just made yourself super vulnerable. You say, but why? Because the Bible says pride goes before a fall, you see. So we have to be very careful. Yes, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Few people have his credentials. But here's the thing. When you have known the Lord for a while, it's very easy to become more vulnerable than a young Christian. Because a young believer knows they can potentially fall. So they ask for prayer, they depend on God, they're more careful, but the older believer, thinking they've reached some plateau of some kind, begin to lower their defenses and suddenly they find themselves vulnerable. Look, you can run a good race, but if you run first place all the way to the end and collapse before the finish line, you lose. I don't care if you were ahead for all the other time. So it's not just about starting well, it's about finishing well. Glad you've joined us today for a new beginning as we look at the life of Noah. And we continue with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California as he comments on the fact that alcohol was part of Noah's sin. It's a common denominator in so many stories, even today. Point number two, we see the destructive power of alcohol. Look at verse 21 of Genesis. It says, He became drunk and lay naked. 
By the way, scholars tell us that the Hebrew word here for uncovered indicates a deliberate act and not a mere unconscious effect of drunkenness. Listen, I, I've never seen a single good thing that has come from drinking, all right? Now, I know some Christians will say, well, I have, the, I have the liberty to drink. Okay, look, you know, we could talk about that another time. But let me just ask you this. Uh, this liberty that you say that you have, um, you must be very careful because there are people who've come out of an alcoholic background and I think some people are more predisposed to alcoholism than others. You know, some honestly, if they have one drink, they go off the wagon and they go crazy. Okay, so here's my point. Let's say that you as a Christian say, I have the liberty to drink and go out in public and whatever. Okay, let's say you have that liberty but what if there's a brand new Christian who just came to Christ who was gloriously freed from alcoholism and they've been clean and sober for five months and they see you having a drink and they rationalize that it's okay for them to have a drink and then they fall off the wagon and go into that whole lifestyle again. Well, that's their problem, not mine. Actually, no, that's not true. We're all interconnected. And the Bible says don't ever use your liberty uh, as an occasion to cause others to stumble. So we have to think about these things. And here's something you may want to write this down. This is really a profound insight. If you don't drink, you'll never get drunk. <laughs> Come on, that's good. If you don't drink, you'll never get drunk. But if you drink, you could get drunk. Well, I, I don't get drunk. I just get the buzz. <laughs> yeah? Well, if that buzz gets you pulled over for a DUI, they won't call it a buzz. <laughs> They'll take you to jail because your judgment is impaired. Listen, here's, here's my answer. I would rather be under the power of the Holy Spirit than the spirits. That's the power I want to be under. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody uh, in your heart to the Lord. So point number three, Noah's life stands as a warning to every person who follows Jesus. It's worth noting that nothing is recorded about Noah uh, except his death after his fall. The last 300 years of his life are a blank. It's really kind of sad that he ended this way. He was still a man of God. He's just a man of God who messed up, okay? But it would have been a much better story if he didn't do this. And so Noah was a last days believer, and we are too. And uh, I quoted earlier the statement of Christ when he said, as it was in the days of Noah, well, so also will it be when the Son of Man comes. And Jesus said, two men will be working in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Two are in bed. One will be taken, one will be left. So stay awake, be alert. You don't know when your master will show up. By saying that, he's showing that the rapture is a universal event, a global event. Two are in bed, so it's nighttime. One's taken, the other left. Two are in a field working, it's daytime. One has taken, the other left. Years ago, I was laying in bed with my wife. It's okay, we're married. <laughs> and... Uh, we were talking about Jesus coming back and my wife was saying, oh, Greg, one day Jesus will come back and we might just be laying here in bed and all of a sudden we wake up in heaven and just imagine what that would be like, Greg, just to be in heaven and, and she's talking and being the horrible person I am. I thought this would be a funny thing to do. So I, I very 
just very gently got out of the bed. She, she couldn't even feel the bed move. I was much lighter then. I don't know if I could do that today. Um, so I, I got out of the bed and I laid down on the floor. She's still talking to you. Greg, we'll just be caught up to meet the Lord. Greg, Greg, Greg. She reached over and I was gone, Greg! <laughs> really a bad thing to do to your wife. But uh, see, that's a joke, but that will literally happen where there would be a Christian and a non-Christian and one would be taken to heaven and one would be left. It'll happen quickly and that's why we need to be ready to meet the Lord. Let me ask you this, what if Jesus came back for us tonight? The second coming will happen at the end of the tribulation period but the rapture, that moment that can happen at any moment could happen right now. So it comes down to this. Are you gonna be left or are you gonna be taken or to put it another way, you either get right or you get left. Get right with God or get left behind. And if you've not gotten right with God, I'm gonna tell you how to do it in a moment. And let me say one other thing in closing. And Noah messed up and he got up back on his feet again and maybe you've messed up. Maybe you've messed up so badly you think there's no hope for you. <laughs> maybe you feel like God wouldn't even want you back anymore. You're such an embarrassment to him. Well, nothing could be further from the truth because Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins. And even as a believer, when we fail, he will forgive us and bring us back. You've all seen that commercial where the lady falls down and she has a little button she pushes. I've fallen and I can't get up. Maybe that's how you feel. I'm not making fun of her, but I think she, it's, she's an actor. Okay, so I, it's just the way she says it. It's kind of funny to me. I'm sorry. I, I'm not laughing at a person who really fell and got up. I am laughing at that woman in the commercial the way she says it, okay. I've fallen and I can't get, okay, but maybe you feel that way. I, that's cruel of me, I'm sorry. But maybe you have fallen and you feel like you can't get up. You can, but not on your own. You need someone to help you up and Jesus will do that for you if you call out to him. So here's my closing question. I add an S. Because if I say question, it's only one. So I want to have a couple. If Christ were to come back, would you be ready? If you died, would you go to heaven? And if you're not sure of that, let's get that resolved right now because Jesus died on the cross for your sin. He paid the price for all the wrongs you've done. And if you'll turn from those sins and believe in him, he will forgive you. And you can know you'll go to heaven and you can know you'll be ready for his return. And if you've fallen, yes, you can get up again and follow him. Get back in the race. Let's all bow our heads now. Father, I pray for every person here. You want to change us. And I pray, Lord, that you will speak to the hearts of every person that needs to hear your voice and bring them to yourself now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. important closing prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. And if you'd like to do as Pastor Greg has suggested and make things right in your relationship with the Lord, today's a great day. And Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. Listen, as you've listened to this program today, maybe something's been happening inside of your heart where you're sensing, I need to do this personally, but how do I do it? And what do I do? Let me help you. It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple you may be shocked. God, this relationship with him is just a prayer away. 
The Bible says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you do just that. You call on the name of the Lord. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address, literally from hell to heaven. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In your name I pray, amen. I know, it's such a simple, short prayer, but you just called on the name of the Lord. And you know what? He heard that prayer. And if you meant that prayer in your heart, he answered that prayer. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you're one of those who've just prayed those words sincerely, know that the Lord has forgiven you of your sin. The Bible says that Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as you get started living as a Christian, we'd love to offer you some help, free of any charge or obligation. Let us send you our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on one 800 Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg continues his series, World Changes, and he moves to Abraham, the father of our faith, for insights on how we can change our world just like he did. Make sure you join us. Same time tomorrow. For a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The World Changer at the End of the World. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-005011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.